Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 14th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to take a look at a few verses in 1 Samuel 13. Now in 1 Samuel 13, we see Saul working as the captain of the Israelite army and we're going to see what happens here. Starting in verse 5, it says, And the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel. 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and people as the sand, which is on the seashore in multitude. And they came up and pitched in Michmash eastward from beth And when the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait for the people were distressed, then the people did hide themselves in caves and in thickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. And he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. So let's just summarize what is going on here. Saul is leading the Israelite army, and they see the Philistines, and they are numberless lots of chariots, lots of horsemen, and just people as numerous as the sands of the sea. And when the Israelite army sees this, they get scared and they scatter. Some of them hide and others just flat out flee. And so Saul is watching this and he's seeing everything that's going on. He's seeing the fear of his people. He's seeing people flee. And he's wondering where Samuel is because Samuel had said that he would come and he would meet them there in seven days and that he would bless them and they would offer sacrifices so that the Lord could be with them in battle. And he waited seven days and Samuel hadn't showed up yet. And so he's starting to wonder and he's starting to panic and he's starting to struggle with his patience. And let's take a look at what he does. Verse nine, and Saul said, Bring hither a burnt offering to me and a peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering. So Saul is going to go ahead and he's going to make the sacrifice. If he's going to lead his people into battle with the Lord on his side, he wanted to do it, having made a sacrifice to the Lord. The problem here is, do you remember what tribe Saul was from? Remember when Samuel told him that he was going to be anointed to be king? He said, I'm just from Benjamin the smallest of the tribes, and I'm from a really unimportant house in Benjamin, so I can't be the king. The issue here is that the tribe of Benjamin had no right to the priesthood to offer the sacrifices like that. That was exclusive to Levites. And so what he does here is the equivalent of, imagine if someone without the priesthood were blessing and passing the sacrament. Only much, much worse because of how sacred burnt offerings were. He had no right or authority to make that burnt offering, but he just went ahead and did it because he was scared and he was nervous and he had lost faith that Samuel would come and do everything that he said he would do. My friends, can we relate a little bit to Saul here? It's so easy in the scripture sometimes to see the mistakes of the people and to think, oh, what what a horrible person. Why couldn't he have just waited? But if we take a look at the people in the scriptures, and if we take a look at our own lives, most of the time I can relate to them. Have you ever had an experience where you were waiting on the Lord for something? 
You were waiting for a certain blessing that was promised to you, or you were waiting for certain things to play out in ways that you were expecting in your life. Have you had that experience of waiting on the Lord? If you have, then you know that sometimes it's hard to continue keeping the faith in those moments. Sometimes it's hard to continue to believe that those things are going to happen. And I can imagine here there at wartime, I can imagine that Saul's mind was going all over the place thinking, well, Samuel's not going to come. Maybe he was captured. Maybe he was killed. Who knows what happened? Maybe I just need to move forward. But the problem was that in doing so, he made a mockery of the sacred priesthood and rites of the Lord. And my friends, sometimes when we are waiting on the Lord, it can be very, very tempting to just do things our way rather than the Lord's. But that is not the way the Lord would have us do things. He would have us act. He would have us strive in times of waiting, but he wouldn't want us to go against what he had already said. Elder Uchtdorf says, patience is not passive resignation, nor is it failing to act because of our fears. Patience means active waiting and enduring. It means staying with something and doing all that we can, working, hoping, and exercising faith, bearing hardship with fortitude, even when the desires of our hearts are delayed. Patience is not simply enduring, it is enduring well. And so maybe if Saul was so anxious to be active in his waiting, rather than taking upon him responsibility that didn't belong to him, maybe he could have taken that time to ready his soldiers, come up with strategies, do anything else. Because I love what Elder Uchtdorf teaches us here, that as we're acting and showing patience, it's important that we are doing things, that it's not just resigning ourselves to sitting back and waiting, but that it's actively doing things. However, we do still need to stay within the bounds that the Lord has set. Sister Wright in this last conference said, oftentimes we can find ourselves patiently or sometimes impatiently waiting on the Lord, waiting to be healed physically or emotionally, waiting for answers that penetrate the deepest part of our hearts, waiting for a miracle, Waiting on the Lord can be a sacred place, a place of polishing and refining where we can come to know the Savior in a deeply personal way. Waiting upon the Lord may also be a place where we find ourselves asking, O God, where art thou? A place where spiritual perseverance requires us to exercise faith in Christ by intentionally choosing Him again and again and again. I absolutely love what she teaches us here, that waiting upon the Lord is a sacred space. That time of waiting is a time of polishing and refining, an opportunity to come to know the Savior better, an opportunity to better learn how to receive the Spirit and understand the voice of the Lord. Sometimes waiting is a time when we look to the heavens and say, where art thou and where is thy pavilion? but we can gain faith in waiting as we consistently choose the Lord over and over and over again, as we consistently choose faith. Oftentimes we talk of faith as if it's a passive thing, something that happens to us. But my friends, we choose faith and we choose to believe. And when we have to wait, when the Lord requires us to wait, those are the times when we have to be conscious about our decision to believe and to trust God.
Now, right after this sacrifice, Samuel does show up and he rebukes Saul and his decision. And he tells him that because of that decision, that he would no longer be the king of Israel. And Saul tries to justify. He kind of sounds like Aaron. He says, well, you took so long and the Philistines were attacking us. And he tries to point to everything other than his own decision. And later on in chapter 15, he's going to continue to try to justify things. He was trying to explain how it was good that he had tried to sacrifice to the Lord. But in chapter 15, Samuel is going to teach us a really important truth. Verse 22, Samuel is going to teach Saul that to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken better than the fat of rams. My friends, to obey is better than sacrifice. To have an obedient heart is essential because without it, that sacrifice isn't coming from the right place. Remember, sacrifice was their repentance at the time. But if we repent without that willing and obedient heart, then will that repentance stick? Will it mean anything to the Lord? When it's time to sacrifice, when it's time to repent in our lives, we need to strive to have a willing and an obedient heart so that that sacrifice and that repentance can invite the atonement of Jesus Christ into our lives to change our hearts. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lizzie Hansen.